Hello everyone, welcome back to Loud Introvert. I'm sorry for the delay, I had a long, long weekend. Let's just say my body's dehydrated and my voice is not back to normal. So apologies for any throat clearing or voice cracks this episode. I'm so excited today because I have a special guest and my first guest is someone who also endured the weekend with me. I have my friend Zeddy. Hi! <laughs> Hello! Introduce yourself. Um, I am Zet. I am turning 25 tomorrow. Woo! Um, I'm a full-time student with a part-time job. Hell yeah. And a dog that's named after a fruit. We love lychee. Shout out to lychee. Shout out to lychee. <laughs> so this week, I'm going to get her to do a highlight of the week. It's a little easier than an observation, but it kind of is an observation at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Let's give yeah, a highlight yeah. and an observation. Okay, so let's get into our highlight of the week. So please feel free to share your highlight of this week. Um, so on Saturday, we went to Seven Lions at the Badlands tent, and I think the vibes at Seven Lions were much more immaculate than Elenium. I agree. I was also at both, which is why my episode <laughs> was late this week. I definitely agree, and this brings us into our observation of the week as well. So I personally haven't raved very long. She was actually the one who introduced me to all of it. And we both think that the rave culture is kind of dying. Do you, would you feel free to ex like explain? Because <laughs> I feel like not a lot of people know what plur is. I know when I first started raving, plur was very big. Even though back in 2016, 2017, especially with the candy culture, it was very big into like trading candy. But when you go to like from when Saturday seven lions it was like almost no one had candy and if i got nervous to trade with people who didn't have candy which was never an issue for me before but yeah i don't know it's slowly changing but i feel like maybe it's just because it's a badlands tent it's during stampede stampede's it's, very like westerny not quite as edm focused which i feel like could be part of it as well oh and also if people for people who don't know what is candy candy is those little bracelets that everyone makes and <laughs> trades it just makes the rave culture much more fun and it brings everyone together uh brings the rave community together in my opinion but i don't know the more shows we go to the less i'm seeing it but also i can't feel like it's a little different because it's not like a big big festival like edc or i don't know ultra is ultra you yeah. know what i mean so maybe i'm just having too high of expectations for the city <laughs> i don't know i also feel like the reason why we think it's dying too is because people just aren't as nice <laughs> as i because my first rave was in 2019 and i feel like everyone i encountered was so sweet and nice no one was pushy or shovey or anything like that but at this one i swear like a bitch would just hit me just cause. Everyone, at least for Elenium, for the if anyone went to the Sunday show, no one knows how to say excuse me anymore. I know, I noticed that too, and you would think Canadians are polite. 
But I feel like when everyone's drunk and just having the time of their lives, I get it. But a little, excuse me, wouldn't hurt. Yeah, the aggression's just a little too much. And it makes me kind of sad. Like, I like it when people are so much nicer. Yeah. I don't know. And I also think that it makes me not want to go to certain things. But then I'm like... What if I find the same culture that we had before and I'm missing out on that? So maybe it is just stampede, but I feel like uh, after COVID too, people have just not been as friendly. So that could maybe be part of it too. (laughs) I don't know. Have you noticed that? I feel like with COVID, everyone now is just getting out. And I feel like a lot of people either hate the outside or they just love staying inside now. That's true. Or people just find that they have to be mean and aggressive because... They just hate the world now. I don't know. Have you seen the drivers? Okay, true. People driving in Calgary since COVID is like almost non-existent anymore. The amount of road rages is ridiculous. No one waves thank you anymore. <laughs> I swear to God. Like I always queen wave at people whenever, like even if it's not inconveniencing them to let me in, mm-hmm. I always wave. Yeah. Now not a single fucking hand goes up no. unless it's a middle finger. <laughs> Or someone yelling out the window. That's true. Or very intense stares. Yeah. So anyways, that is our (laughs) observation of the week. Um, I wonder if everyone else notices that. And it's not just raves. It's just going out in general. Let me know if you see that at bars or clubs. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. People are pretty violent. Intense sometimes. (laughs) Um, So... For the rest of the episode, we're going to be talking about some red flags. (laughs) And we're going to get Zet's reactions to them. (laughs) And see what she thinks. (laughs) Okay, so the first red flag. You're on a date and a guy is really rude to the waiter or waitress or whoever's serving you guys. Oh, 100% red flag. (laughs) It doesn't hurt to be nice. It's true. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. (laughs) And I swear, I'm sure people are just a lot ruder now. But I don't know if it's because people... I I don't know. There's lots of Karen, men Karens out there. Especially if it's a first date. You want to make the first good impression, you know? True. But then there's some people that are just genuinely rude to waiters. I don't know if you, like, experience that, like, at a restaurant. And it's just, it's like the whole family. It's not even just one person. That's so true. I think it's because they maybe were raised to think, like, since they're serving me, I'm entitled to ask them this way. But it really doesn't hurt to say please or not be as difficult as they are. So when people snap at the waiters to get their attention, I'm like, I, I don't know, I can't snap at someone like that to get someone's attention especially if you were on a date with someone you have like just Just met met. and you're letting your top blow off yeah no red flag (laughs) okay definitely red flag that one was really easy so i mean i have nothing else to say to that other than why can't people fucking just be nice just be nice it doesn't hurt just just be nice that's the moral of this episode be Be fucking nice (laughs) okay let's move on to the next one Okay, so you're on a date with a guy. I think I'm just going to start them all like that. Okay, okay. Put you in that position if you were just on a date with this person. If they are always putting themselves in the victim position. (laughs) And always wanting you to feel kind of sorry for them. If this is like a first date, I feel like talking about personal issues shouldn't even be in the question. But I mean, I'm also trying not to be an asshole, right? Like, I'll have my ears open. I'll listen. 
But it's like, it depends what they're saying. Okay, how about if it's mm, two months in and you're starting to notice that all they want to be is the victim and everyone is against them. The whole world is against them. In reality, (laughs) sometimes, you know, if you always think you're the victim, I feel there's maybe a little more to it. There's always two sides of a story and I'll... You know, you know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, I know your side, but also it depends on the situation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm obviously, it's like two months in, we're still getting to know each other. There could just be times where they're looking for a person to validate their feelings, which is why I feel like you can't judge them too quickly. However, if they're always just talking about how everyone is victimizing them, or I mean, they're victimizing themselves, then it's kind of frustrating because at that point, I feel like, they don't want the drama. They, like, need that drama in their life, you know? Yeah. They want someone to react to their story. They want right. someone to be like, I'm so sorry for you, blah, blah, blah. Is that validation from someone else? It's like, okay, they feel bad for me, so it's kind of like... Yeah, I think it know? makes them feel better. But then at the same time, it's like, I don't know how to help you with that. If that's always how you look at everything else in the future. You can't help anyone that doesn't want to help themselves. That's so true. That's something. I feel like, okay, I'm almost a little guilty because I feel like sometimes I play the victim, but not in a way that's constant that someone would say I always put myself in that position. That's what I mean. I feel like everyone, everyone has that moment where they feel like they're the victim, which is like, it's normal. We're humans. We make mistakes. You know, sometimes we have our own opinions on things, but if it's every single time, Like, every single time, every day where there's just, like, you constantly feel like a victim, maybe there has to be a little bit of reality check. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sounding like an asshole saying that, but just... I feel like people who can't not see themselves as the victim has more internal problems because they just think they're not doing anything wrong take the responsibility yeah like there's no accountability yeah. there and that's something you need to work on yourself because then you'll always you'll always be the victim but i do okay i will say i do like being babied a little bit yeah. <laughs> and people are like i'm so sorry that happened to you and i'm like i know <laughs> i'm so sorry for me too <laughs> however yeah no i feel like if it's sometimes sure if it's all the time i think yeah if it's all the time that just changes the whole entire thing so ultimately red flag if we're emphasizing the always of this situation yeah okay great great i agree with that (laughs) let's move on okay so the next one i'm gonna change the scenario a little bit so you're dating this person for let's say almost a year but they're really hesitant to introduce you to their friends and family like you haven't met a single friend or their parents or anything like that. Do you think that's a red flag? <laughs> I I think it's half and half. I think it really depends. I feel like it also depends on how you guys' relationship it relationships are. You get some people who are like right away within a week is like, I want you to meet my family. But there's also those other half of people who's like, I want us to be sure that we're gonna be together long term before I introduce you to my family and friends. No, that's fair. you know what I mean. So I feel like it's half half, maybe kind of a red flag. But me personally, I think if it was a year, and I haven't even met friends, I think I would get a little 
paranoid on my part where it's just like oh is it is it me i don't know <laughs> am, I, it, the am I the drama <laughs> am i the reason why <laughs> but i think that's just me personally where i per- if it was one year i think i would be questioning myself yeah but i think it's also a red flag if they do it right away that's true because you know? i feel like Okay, there are some people who will literally bring a girl they're just casually dating as a wedding date. That's true. And I think that's weird. Because what if it was your cousin, for example, and they're like, who is that? Why did you bring her? You know, just Mm -hmm. to have a date. Like, why wouldn't you just go alone? Like, I think if I was in that situation, it's kind of a red flag. But then again, it depends. It depends. So it has has to be in between. Because I know some people don't like introducing... Um, their significant other to their parents until they're for sure for sure and they just right. never bring anybody around mm-hmm. so maybe they do need a year but again friends i feel like that's easy I that's feel like easier friends could be even within weeks because you know friends are a little more understanding while with family i think a year unless i guess like i don't know like in my situation my boyfriend's family's abroad so i just met them through webcam but like I, mean, I know that's, that's different but i know 100 if they were here it'd be a little different you exactly. know what i mean i think a year's long maybe okay you know what a year is a really long time in my personal opinion what's too short for you or what's too quick for you maybe like a week oh i've heard story <laughs> i've heard stories of people like meeting the parents like after a couple of days oh my god that's scary <laughs> yeah that's what i mean so i'm like maybe like I would feel, like, obligated to stay with the person longer if I met yeah. their parents after a week. Because I feel scary. even, like, three months is a good time. That's three like, months? How many days are in a month? Like, 30 times three? <laughs> yeah, that many days. 90. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's, like, enough time to get to know somebody That's to a certain true. extent. And then it's like, oh, here they are. Compared to, like, a week. And it's like, what did you guys do in a week? Oh, we went for dinner. And we saw a movie. Yeah, there's, you know what I mean? there's a line between someone who brings multiple people in the friend group and to yeah. their family and then a person who just never brings them around ever. Exactly. It's always just a healthy in-between that you need, but I would, honestly, at a year, I would be questioning if they were embarrassed of me yep <laughs> or yep. something, or if I'm being played. If there's another yeah. person, I would just start to go paranoid. But mm-hmm. overall, overall, just... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. There's, it's hard to think of an exact timeline, to be honest. This one's kind of tricky. I feel like everyone's different if you know you're with the right person. And I, it's a family, right? These are people that you yeah. trust, who you grew up with. True. And like you just don't want to introduce them to anybody. That's fair. You know? <laughs> it's so funny. I feel like for all of these, we're just like, it's kind of a red flag, <laughs> but it isn't at the same time. Okay, but overall... I would say I'm more red flag for this one than not. Yeah, if it's talking about a year, then red flag. Okay, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Moving on to the next one. Zet just brought one up that wasn't even part of our list. You ask me this one. <laughs> okay, do you think it's a red flag if they're still friends with their ex? Absolutely. Yeah. I, okay, on TV shows, it, they make, they normalize it. I swear they make it look like nothing ever happened. Like, I don't know if you've seen Friends or How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, yes. And they're just in the same friend group. I think it's so weird because you never know when you're going to cross that boundary. And especially if you bring another person in the friend group, they're obviously going to feel a little insecure knowing that your boyfriend's ex is just one of his good friends. 
they have history, you know? There's There was more than just, we were just friends at that point. I know. You know what I mean? And you never know if there's lingering feelings there. I, I think I'm just too jealous. <laughs> I'm too, I'm way too jealous to have that happen. And, like, I get, okay, listen, like, okay, I know there's some people out there who's gonna be like, oh, just be mature, just be an adult, like, it's fine, people are able no. to no. <laughs> Just like a hard no for that one. That's just for me. It's a hard no. I feel like it's like if it's an ex, I feel like it's, then they're done. You had your guys' time, but I feel like it's good now to move on. You guys have your own separate lives now. But I know there's people that are gonna totally have the opposite feelings. Like, oh well, I'm still friends with my ex. Well, it's just like good for you. But for me personally, I don't think it would I don't work. I think it would cause a lot of fights, <laughs> especially if they were in the same friend group. If they were just civil with each other, friends on Facebook, follow each other on Instagram, I'm okay with that if they don't hang out with each other that much. However, <laughs> okay, wait, maybe I'm not. I just started I just started thinking about um, the girl being on his feed. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to say no, but if they still are Facebook friends, it's fine. I feel like as long as they're not talking on a day-to-day basis... True. Or they pull the, oh, but we're best friends. I'm like, don't don't say that. Oh, I hate that. Have you seen the TikToks where it's always the girl best friend trying to undermine the new girlfriend and think they know the guy better than you do? There's so I have friends who have yeah. people in their lives that have done that to them, where I they're think. like, this is his favorite thing, as if you wouldn't know the answer. shut up i would be so (laughs) territorial of my boyfriend if that were to happen i feel like in real life situations i don't think i actually had a ex that was close with their ex no even like friend group wise yeah not in my head that i can think on the top of my head that they're like i'm best friends with my ex i feel like at least the people that i know i feel like they're all like done done Thank God. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, that one's definitely a red flag. And I don't know why people still do that and don't understand why their significant other gets mad when they say they are. Just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Case closed on this one. (laughs) Let's move on. Okay. The next one is a little more intense (laughs) than the last few ones. Okay. So you're dating a guy. I don't know why I always have to start with them like that. You're dating a guy and you are their sole support for their mental health issues and past traumas. And they lean on you for all of that. In a way that you are the person keeping them from, for example, harming themselves. Yo. (laughs) Yeah, that Um, that one's heavy. And I feel, let's be honest, I feel like we all had that individual in our life that even, it could be just a friend. I don't even think if it could be just a boyfriend. I feel like there's even those friends that you knew, you know, or, you know, had that experience. But I, that's hard because it's like you feel like you're responsible at that point. Like when you know and they say it out loud, they're like, you're the reason why I'm alive. You're the example. reason why I'm alive and breathing. It's just like that's it's a lot of pressure on the other person and I don't feel like it's fair for them to carry your burden. Not in a way that they shouldn't be there as your person to help you out with those things. Yeah. But they can't be the only reason 
that you have to live, if that makes sense. You can't use that against them. You can't use that in a way to get them to stay. That's just not fair. You kind of have them on a hook in a way where they feel like if you do something wrong, it's going to affect them. And that's when I feel like it's so unhealthy. Because at that point, you just have to help yourself. Like, get a professional to listen to you. Um, deal with your past traumas in a way that doesn't harm the other person's mental health. Yeah, like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I feel like back in junior high, I feel like that was the prime time in junior high where friendships were tested through this, through exactly this. Where they were like, oh, if you're going to unfriend me, like I'm going to do this or I'm going to hurt myself. And I feel like at such a young age of 13, 14, that's you don't want your best friend to do that. You know what I mean? Where it's so damaging. I feel like people would just throw those words around, like, unaliving themselves and whatnot. And I feel like a lot of people in junior high also, exper- like, tried to experiment with cutting themselves as well, which is so bad. And they would do that just to get attention from another friend rather than have open communication with them, which is so scary. I don't know if that happens anymore, but... Yeah, I feel like now, I feel like now mental health is getting more, I don't know if I want to use the word normalized, but it's being more brought into light and bringing, there's it's, more awareness. It's, no, it's not as taboo anymore. Yeah, there's know? definitely more awareness, more resources, everyone's more open about talking about that, but yeah. I still feel like people use that against other people. And I feel like that's, I don't know, I feel like. When it comes to things like that, like as a best friend or as like a partner to somebody, I feel like you should encourage them to like get the other help that there is. Because I feel like just relying on a person who one is probably not medically trained, who probably doesn't have like a cyst or something, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just like not everyone has has that background or anything. So it's just like I feel like if would I call it a red flag Yes, but I feel like also let's like try not to look at it as a red flag and see more as what can I do to help you? You know what I mean? I wouldn't call the person a red flag because everyone goes through their trauma differently. Yeah. But I feel like it's just an unresolved issue that they're not sure how to address yet. For example, I don't know if you heard, but Ariana Grande, when she was dating... Mac Miller, mm-hmm. she broke up with him because a lot of his mental health issues were taking a toll on her, mm-hmm. and her mental health was going down too, and she's like, I can't be responsible for how you're feeling. Right. And then I think when they broke up, I think that's when he passed away because of drug overdose, and a lot right. of people blamed her for him. Um, yeah doing that to himself however i don't think people should be blaming her no that is definitely not her responsibility like he had underlying problems and she tried to help as much as she could but enough is enough and she did what she could and i don't think i don't think it's at all her fault yeah that he did that but people were so (sighs) people were so I can't think of the word. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard it's a hard thing to talk about because even now it's still being like a topic to talk about, you know, openly and like it's hard. Yeah, I don't know. Would I call it a red flag? No, but um, yeah. Side note: mental health is very important. Yes, it's please okay. reach out. When please you reach need, out when you need help because 
trust me therapy oh my gosh i need to do a whole episode on how everybody needs therapy even if you think you have a normal amount of for example stress anxiety depression still really good to manage um that kind of stress with a professional they're so helpful therapists have their own therapists and those other therapists have their own therapists so exactly so all in all not a red flag just an issue that i feel like you have to talk about with someone else yeah Yeah. all right let's move on from that one okay next one is it a red flag if they refuse to take the love languages test (laughs) listen okay (laughs) i i'm gonna sound like every girl i am a true believer of the love language test it every i you know (laughs) i i believe it's important i I think it's an important thing because that's how the person feels loved and appreciated and it's going to be different so like that's how you communicate communicate relationship because sometimes things you think are showing your love might not be reciprocated with them or they might not even know that that's what you're doing. Exactly. I think a lot of people don't even know what theirs is. Yeah. I actually, you know what? I haven't even gotten my own boyfriend to take the test. <laughs> Yoni has. Yeah. Oh, hi, Yoni. Sorry. I just <laughs> No. But anyways, like, ours, what I want to say, at least with me and Yoni, ours is totally different. Super black and white. Interesting. What is yours? Physical touch. <laughs> really i'm a physical touch gal i think actually yeah i could definitely see that and is that his one of his top three i don't know what his top three is but i know the one for him is the doing things um oh acts of service acts of service is the one number one for him like so he loves when you do when i do things like take initiative to clean for example take initiative yeah right he's very big on taking initiative while me how for like at least my top one is like physical touch so that's either you know, just hugging or even those, like, subtle, like... When he just taps you on the shoulder yeah, or, like, rubs your back a I, little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. But as I said, like, everyone is either you're exactly the same or you're black and white when it comes to love languages. But I don't know if this is true, but apparently if two people have the same love language, sometimes that can be a little much from what I've heard. I think so, too. I think most couples that I know that have a really healthy relationship, they usually have opposite ones. Mm-hmm. And then a similar, like third or fourth one so they kind of know how to prioritize each of them exactly i feel like i haven't gotten john hi john (laughs) to get to do the test because i feel like i know which ones his are and i also feel like the test would be too long and he'd just get bored (laughs) yeah because i know when i told yanni to do it i he gave me like what is this you know what i mean like you know, it was like typical like yeah it's like when, why do i need to when he did it it made me realize a lot which like this makes sense this this actually makes sense so you know as a relationship i feel like we were able to benefit from knowing each other's love languages right you know so it's just like yeah i used to think well before i was in a relationship i took the love languages test just to see i don't know why <laughs> but i just wanted to know and it's funny because when I took it, when I wasn't in a relationship, my top one was acts of service. But then when I was in a relationship and then I took it, my top one was quality time. And I think it's funny that it changed because I don't know if acts of service is how I would see love between me and a friend. 
Right. But I think it's quality time. Like, I don't know what changed. Because I feel like my personality is pretty much the same. Or I just grew to, like, value spending time with people more. Probably. But I I don't know why. It used to be acts of service. But now it's definitely quality time and a funny thing. Physical touch is my last one. Really? Yeah. Or actually, it's my second last. The last one. I think the last one's uh, receiving gifts. Because I know my second one is quality time. Yeah. But if anyone knows me, I'm such a hugger. I'm constantly she hugging. She is. <laughs> I love hugging people, especially when I first meet them. It's funny. A lot of people <laughs> a lot of people hate touch. I know. <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. And, like, I think it's just out of... If you know me, I'm a very... Especially if, we're like, we go to parties and I see people, like... My immediate thing is, like, oh, I'm going to hug them. But sometimes I do take responsibility for this. Like, I realize that sometimes there are people that just don't like physical touch they need that boundary they need that boundary so i feel like that's something that i'm constantly working on it's funny because i feel like you can always sense the non-huggers like you just can feel in their body language they don't want one have you ever hugged someone and they stand there like a stick and don't put their arms around you exactly that's so awkward yep and you always like don't know when to let go i think i've done that to somebody and they didn't put their arm around me, and I'm like, why am I still? Why is why are my arms still around this person? <laughs> I am guilty of that, but yes, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, some people just don't feel that intimacy is a high priority, which is a hundred percent okay. That's yeah, totally fine. Exactly. I mean, I do. Okay, this is annoying because I do value intimacy, but I don't know why it's so low. I guess I just see love in the other ones before that. I think mine goes. Uh, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, then receiving gifts. I think receiving gifts is my last one. Yeah, I think it's a lot of people's last one. I know I joke about it with my I boyfriend. Mean, I love gifts, don't get me wrong. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, I would rather spend time with you and have time with you instead of receiving something. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't need a material item yeah, to exactly. know that you love me. That's true. I'd rather you just say I love you. Yeah. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Well, anyways, so not a red flag. No, uh, is it a red flag? Mm, it's yeah. a red flag if they absolutely refuse. I feel like if you love someone, you would at least try the effort to do it. Exactly. Even if you hate it, just try it once. Okay, no. John, when you come home, you're doing the love languages test. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay, moving on to the next one. I feel like you're going to have strong feelings. Okay. Is it a red flag if the guy that you're with is a really picky eater slash doesn't like the food from your country like red flag red flag 100% red flag someone that's like Filipino food nah red flag (laughs) listen okay I'm very people know me I'm such a foodie I'm picky to an extent as in like I won't eat bitter melon or liver but everything else I love trying different foods from different cultures and thankfully Yanni eats everything which is amazing when we go out on dates because we can yeah. try like things on the menu that we both haven't had before which is no issue if we yeah. don't like it we don't like it but we typically usually do picky eaters in my opinion i and it i feel like <laughs> i just <laughs> knew you would be passionate about this one because okay here's how i see it like picky eaters i get where that comes from if you're not introduced to a lot of different foods growing up I get why other things seem scary. Right. Which is fair. And I get that some people just like don't have a great relationship with food. But if they don't have either of those things and they just aren't open or willing to try, 
it really bothers me. <laughs> That's what I mean. I, I feel like there has been people that I knew that were picky as in they just never ate vegetables because they didn't want to. Or vegetables? <laughs> like every vegetable? <laughs> refused. Absolutely refused just because they didn't want to. It wasn't... Oh, that's you know? gonna catch up to them <laughs> and that's what i mean or it's like oh, i know there are girls like this so please don't attack me when you go to a really nice restaurant and you get chicken fingers and fries i i i know some of my friends do that so please don't attack me but no, i'm just saying I, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of that i think i used to be that person you know, where it's like chicken tenders and fries yes or maybe okay maybe okay no this is like a really good thing i think it's just how people are grown up growing oh, up for sure i didn't have a choice. My mom was like, you're not picky. You're going to eat whatever we give you. Which, I don't know, maybe that's a Filipino thing? I don't know. I feel like it's maybe an Asian thing. No, actually, I, I think it depends just on your parents. But yeah, anything probably. put in front of me, if I refuse to try it, well, too bad. I'm not eating. That's, they're, they're not going to make a separate thing just because I don't like it or think yeah. it's weird. And, like, Filipino food is amazing. If you haven't had Filipino food, if you don't like Filipino food, you just haven't had the right Filipino food. Yeah, but I feel like picky eaters, as Michelle said, like it's, you know, there's some people don't have a good relationship with food, but as which is, you know, that's okay. But I feel like if you're just not eating it just because you don't want to, or because it's like quote unquote weird or smells funny. If someone says the word exotic, you oh know my god, I, mean? I hate that word. I hate when I, people are, um, people used to say that about my lunch, I'm pretty sure. I would bring rice and, like, a meat. It wasn't that different, but people would always say, that smells exotic. And maybe back then that wasn't problematic. Right, because I know now, especially with, like, work or school, I'm bringing my rice and adobo or my rice and pinakbet. Like, I don't care. I'm going to bring that to school and I'm going to eat it. Oh, but I don't like pinak bit. <laughs> if you guys don't know what it is, it, how did you describe it's it? It's vegetables with either shrimp or pork in, like, sh- shrimp paste. But okay, it's, but it's, it's bitter. Without <laughs> the bitter melon. That's the one oh. food I refuse to eat. Okay, so, it's maybe, bitter melon. so maybe I would. Okay. You know what I mean? But I feel like if, especially if you went on a first date and you realize how picky they are to me... To me, that is a big red flag. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work, especially with how much I love trying new foods from different places, from different countries. I'm super open to it. But if I I personally cannot date someone who didn't have an open mind to food as I did. Yeah. Well, okay, so definitely red flag. Mm -hmm. What about someone who was vegan, vegetarian, but they're a 10 overall? Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> I respect all you vegetarians and vegans. I have no hate. Me, personally, I love meat. I love Korean barbecue. Can I eat vegetarian once in a while? Yeah, of course. But I feel like in my everyday diet, I always need meat. If yeah. I... I know me and my friends had this conversation before. Would I be able to date a vegetarian? I never had to be in that position, so right. I feel like I don't have a realistic answer, yeah. but I feel like, I don't know, I've always dated people that ate meat, and no, me and my boyfriend fair. currently now, we love meat. Yeah, and it but, would just be hard to picture your day-to-day life without it. Yeah. 
Okay, so here is how I feel. Um, for vegan vegetarian, I used to be vegetarian for like two years and I wasn't dating anybody. But I can respect why they do it because it is honestly some of it is healthier for you and they probably eat better than I do. Um, however, it's just kind of sad that you don't get to share food with your significant other like I love to share my culture and I realized yeah. a lot of Filipino food had meat and it was just not feasible for me to do that forever even on Thanksgivings when I couldn't have turkey or anything like that it was just a little upsetting and I did okay I'm not gonna lie I felt so healthy when I was vegetarian I had so much energy <laughs> I was so fit I felt like I was thriving I but don't blame you though I don't blame just you convenience sake it's really hard to keep that a sustainable thing i know i'm gonna get a hate for that because <laughs> because it is better for the environment 100 percent is but i i do want to try to lower my meat consumption i don't think it's a red flag but i don't know if it would work between me and the person yeah i don't know michelle knows me i <laughs> love meat yeah. i love fish more but meat I for sure have a special place in my heart. Well, and Filipino food, food has is, a lot. It's all meat. meat. It's based around meat. Unless it's like... Nope. Punsit, the noodles we have. Punsit still has meat. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's really hard and it would just... I feel like it would give a big separation between me and my family too. I feel like, and like for all the Filipinos out there, you know we have a lot of meat dishes. Do we have vegan ones? Yes. <laughs> We do. Very slim. It's true. You but can, you can veganize a lot of Filipino food. I feel like if your family's not used to it, especially having family straight, like, from the Philippines who, like, grew Fresh up... Fresh off the boat. You know what I mean? Like, who butchered their own animals or right. caught their own fish. And then, like, it's more symbolic. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I a lot of vegans and vegetarians don't see our side, but we see their side. I don't know. I could be wrong, Maybe. Because I know, <laughs> I know my manager at my job... He is vegetarian, vegan. He has been for seven yeah. years. But then you hear the reason why people do it. So it's just like, it's 100% good for you. But I think me personally, for myself, I like my meat. Yeah, so in conclusion, we don't think it's a red flag if you are a vegan vegetarian because I was in those shoes before. But at this point in life, I don't think they could be our significant other. Yeah. 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 Okay, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on to our last red flag. Okay, last one. <laughs> the look on her face right now is pure nervousness. <laughs> and a half, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> um, okay, last one. You're dating a guy and you don't know that he is an EDM hater. And Zet is, like loves listening to EDM. He won't be open to listening to it nor will go to any raves with you but he's okay for you to go to them and listen to the music Red on flag. your own time <laughs> i okay for the friends that know me i have said this i have said this plenty of times me and yanni have said this to each other like when we first started to get to know each other i feel like if i wasn't dating someone who was passionate about raving as i am it's a huge difference i <laughs> I personally love raving. It's something... It's a big part of your lifestyle, I It's feel something like. I got introduced to that really brought me a lot of happiness. And being able to share that with someone who I love and adore and sharing that experience with... Aww. It makes it so much better, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, 
do I have some friends that don't like EDM? Yes. Is that going to ever break our relationship? No. But as I feel like for me, even just... For a partner. For a partner, I feel like at least the acceptance. It's like country music. You know what I mean? That's the same thing. If any any hobby for that matter. I... Like, for example, if someone really likes basketball, go to a game with them. Even if you don't like it, if you know it makes them happy, it's showing that you care and you're interested in them. Exactly. Not interested in the actual thing itself, but you're interested in investing your time in that person. And the, some, okay, the way their faces light up when you show interest in things that they love, Yes. it's unmatched. Like, when John talks about... When I ask him about video games or soccer or anything like that, just the passion in his voice makes me so happy that I love listening to it. Even though maybe it's not something I would look into on my own. So music-wise, oh, music is such a big thing. Like, not even hobbies, but music itself, if they don't have similar music taste, it's so hard. It's hard because I feel like, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm just picky maybe i sound like an asshole saying that but like no i just having a boyfriend and a partner who also loves raving is that we're able to share that that experience together right right so it's just kind of like i believe that partners do have different interests which is totally fine oh yeah opposites attract yeah and you made like a solid point like am i into cars as much as yanni is no but (laughs) i literally helped like we washed our cars together see by hand yesterday quality time back to the love language there it is the quality time see yeah it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're with the right person exactly i feel like if you're gonna be with someone you're always gonna have to tweak a little couple things and honestly okay I, I don't know if you're going to hate me for saying this, but before <laughs> I, not met you, but before we started becoming friends again, we were friends when we were younger and then we reconnected. Yes. Um, I was so against, I was so against going to raves. I don't know why. Me too. Oh. Okay, that's going to sound really funny. That's I, so funny because I don't know. she's the biggest raver. <laughs> I have a friend, I don't know if she's going to be listening to this, but I have a friend and she used to rave way before I did. And I believe she was going to Brennan Hart with her sister. And I literally said, and I quote, Ew, you're going to rave? <laughs> and she brought it up a couple years ago. Remember when you used to hate on me when I raved? And I was like, I used to be that person. Literally, my friends at Seven Lions, if you guys are listening, you know who you are. They were like, if you told me five years ago that you, Michelle... <laughs> would be at a rave right now this fucked (laughs) i don't know if that's tmi but they're like i wouldn't believe you and i was like no me neither i was so pure r&b pop music nothing else like i didn't listen to any djs unless it was like dj snake like Uh, the really mainstream barely edm music and then i was like this is so fun (laughs) and i i wouldn't call myself a raver i feel like i just come for the joy and i think it's fun because john used to do it more as mm-hmm. well yeah but just the community is so makes my heart so happy yeah. i don't know why but i i'm so glad i opened my mind to it because now i feel like i'm more open-minded about other things too now since i took that step which sounds really deep for something like going to a freaking rave but yeah it's so weird that i i was so against it i thought it was 
I thought it was so taboo and gross to Me go too. to them. And that's the crazy thing. So did I. And then I got brought to my first rave. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Dude. Holy, it changed my life forever. <laughs> I feel like it definitely yeah. changed your life. But yeah, I was like, why is the music cringy? Why is it just random beats but then i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know i uh, for me personally i fell in love with the music once i started exploring more artists different genres i found the one that resonates to me more and one that actually i i don't know does it boost your serotonin or is it just com- like comforting to you Both. to listen yeah if like you look on like my spotify it's almost all edm yeah but i listen to it literally every single day Oh, I know. <laughs> every, every single day. But funny enough, I used to hate EDM. I used to hate the thought of raves. I always right. had those taboo thoughts and those taboo things about like, oh, raves this, raves that. But then once you actually get into the community, you're like, this is... You're like, wait, it's kind of fun. Is, and then it becomes literally half of my personality. But I've met a lot of my good friends through raving. I feel like it got me and Michelle closer. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And it's just like, it brings people together. But, you know, stay hydrated, stay safe. Hydrate or dehydrate. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't said that in so long. (laughs) Well, anyways, that will wrap up this week's episode. It was so fun to have you on. Thank you for being my first guest. Of course. Um, If you're one of my friends listening and you want to be my next guest, please hit me up. This is so much more fun than talking to myself. (laughs) I feel like I should just interview all my friends. Just do everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) I should. Okay, well, stay tuned. I might DM you to be my next guest. (laughs) Anyways, thank you for tuning in this week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye!